Hello and welcome to Jungle Gym from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Presenting the adventures of Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who make their weekends more enjoyable reading the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artists featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. Jungle Jim and Kitty St. John, bound for Singapore, are washed overboard in a tropical storm that blows up suddenly and with terrific force. Their disappearance is not discovered until it's too late to turn back and effect a rescue. Naturally, the captain, his officers, and Kolo aboard the ship take it for granted that Jim and Kitty could not survive the mountainous seas and have been drowned. Word of their loss was flashed by radio to Nahia Island and to Shanghai Lil aboard the steamer Southern Cross bound for Singapore. But when the huge waves swept Jim and Kitty overboard, Jim clung desperately to Kitty and managed to keep her afloat. Then a huge broken spar came crashing by on the crest of a wave, just missing the heads of the two struggling figures in the water. Then Jim, seizing the opportunity to save Kitty and himself, reached out and got a firm hold on the big spar and pulled Kitty and himself across it. The storm dies down almost as quickly as it blew up, and all through the night, Jim and Kitty clung tenaciously to the slippery surface of the spar. Dawn finds them almost worn out by the struggle. Well, it's daylight now, Kitty. That's some consolation. At least we can see each other. What's more, we might be sighted by some passing vessel and be picked up. But, Jim, I'm so tired. Ever so tired. I can't hold on much longer. My arms are almost numb and my, my strength is gone. Hey, don't talk like that. For all we've been through, we're bound to get out of this. So cheer up, Kitty. Oh, here. Wait until I get one arm around you. There. That's it. I'll get a stranglehold around the spar. Listen now. Gradually relax your grip on the spar. Put your right arm around my shoulder and lean back slowly against me. Steady now. Steady. Steady. There. Yeah, that's it. Now float for a while. Rest your arms. I can hold you up for a few minutes and... Then you can take a fresh hold. Oh, Jim, why fool ourselves? We're just prolonging the agony. We can't keep this up all day. Let me be the judge of that. You just float and relax. And, and don't try to talk for a few minutes. Don't be afraid, Kitty. I can keep you up. Now then, don't you feel a little better? Ease yourself up gradually. Gently now. Gently. Here, that's the ticket. Now, swing your right arm over the spar again. Reach up a little so that your fingers grip that steel band there. That's it. Now, I'll let go slowly as you hang on to the spar. That's it. Here. Are you all right? I suppose so. But it's all so useless, Jim. Sooner or later, we've got to go. Everyone has to die eventually. What difference does it few minutes or even an hour or so matter. One heck of a lot. Buck up, Kitty. Always remember, 
Where there's life, there's hope. And the sun is coming up now. It's clearing that early morning mist away. As we ride the tops of those swells, I'll have a chance to look around and perhaps sight something. There may be a ship around this part of the ocean. Hang on now. We're going to ride a good big swell. Here we go. Look. Look over there to the left of us. What did I tell you, Kitty? There's land. Land and not far away either. We're saved, Kitty. Kitty, we're... Kitty. Kitty. Good Lord, she's lost her grip. She's gone. Just as Jim gave his triumphant shout at the welcome sight of land, Kitty's arms, numb and tired from the all-night struggle, loses her grip on the spar and sinks beneath the water. Jim gets a glimpse of her outstretched hand as the waves close over it. Turning loose his grip on the spar, he dives quickly to the spot where Kitty disappears and makes one final frantic effort to save her. In the meantime, in Nahia, Tony Lowry, who at first was stunned by the news that Jim had been lost at sea, recovers from the blow and determines to make one more effort to find his friend. He has put in a call to Malcolm Durham, a wealthy planter on nearby Kuana Island, to enlist the aid of his seaplane in the search for Jim and Kitty. Well, it certainly didn't take you long to get organized, ma'am. Quite a nice-looking ship you've got there. A Glen Martin flying boat, Tony. Almost the same type used by the Navy and the Pan American for the smaller water hops. Oh? She'll take you there and bring you back in apple pie order. I don't doubt that. Now, here's what I want you to do, ma'am. Wilson has received the course that the Manila merchant followed after she left here with Jim and Lillibord. Yes? I've charted the course on this map, and I think if we fly over the same course, we ought to be able to sight Jim and Kitty, if by some outside chance they've escaped death in that storm. Well, there isn't a great deal of ocean to cover. The Manila merchant wasn't a very fast freighter. Wasn't very far out when the storm hit her. We've got plenty of cruising range to cover that area. Very good, ma'am. And we'd better get started as soon as possible. If Jim and Kitty did survive the storm, they wouldn't be able to keep afloat for more than 12 hours. Well, I'm all set, Tony. Let's get aboard your launch and get out to my ship and take off. Right. We've plenty of sealing and unlimited visibility. If they're out there anywhere, we'll find them. Right you aren't. Let's go out to the dock. The launch is ready. All right, Chisholm. Start up the launch. Yes, sir. I hope you've got a good pair of binoculars there, Tony. We'll need them. Don't worry, Mal. I've got them. All ready, Mr. Lowry. Okay, Chisholm. Get it now. All right. Take us out to Mr. Durham's seaplane, Chisholm. Very good, sir. Well, when did you say Kitty and this friend of yours were lost, Tony? Sometime yesterday afternoon when that sudden storm struck. Mm -hmm. I know it seems rather hopeless to think they have survived, but this jungle Jim Bradley is brave and resourceful. He has plenty of nerve. Very cool head in emergencies. If there was a hundred to one chance of coming out alive, he'd make it. Even with a handicap like Kitty St. John? <laughs> As I remember her, she'd be absolutely helpless and a burden in a tight spot. Well, perhaps. Although to give the little devil her due, she's changed quite a bit during the native uprising we've just been through. Oh, yes? Yeah, and besides, she's madly in love with this Jim Bradley. He can handle her. <laughs> Never figured she'd ever really be seriously in love with anyone. She was always such a fickle, man-crazy little idiot. And if this Bradley fellow can handle her, he's a wonder. <laughs> no one else ever could. Is he in love with her, Tony? No. 
Oh, he gave her a little tumble, and that's what made things worse. Mm-hmm. Kitty was determined to win him, and she secretly followed him aboard the Manila Merchant. And, in all probabilities, is responsible for the mess they're in. If they're still alive. Here we are, Tony. Let me get aboard first, and then you come in and I'll lock the door and start up. Okay, Mal. So long, Chisholm. Tell Wilson we should be back early this afternoon. Very good, Mr. Lowry. Good luck. I hope you find the folks. Thanks. All right, Chisholm. You'd better start up the launch and get clear before I start the motors. Aye, aye, sir. Okay, Tony. We're all clear. Better tighten up that safety belt. We're ready to go. Go ahead, Mal. I'm ready. According to the chart, Tony, we've been flying over the area where the storm struck the Manila Merchant. Have you seen anything yet? No. I'm afraid we're up too high. If you could cut the altitude a thousand feet, it would help. Okay, Tony, I'll drop down and then we'll circle this spot a couple of times. Here we go, Tony. Well, if there's anything down there, we ought to be able to spot it. That sea is as calm as a duck pond. Don't see a single thing, Mom. Not even a piece of wreckage of any kind. The ocean currents in this area flow toward that group of atolls over there to the west, Tony. Oh? You see, first of all, there are a few barren reefs barely showing above the waterline. Yeah. Over where those breakers show up. Uh-huh. Follow that line of reefs westward now, and you'll see the reefs get larger. And finally, well over there is the principal atoll. Oh, I see it now. And there's some palms and some vegetation on the place. It's almost big enough to call an island. Now, if the ocean currents flow in that direction, and your friends had survived the storm, they'd naturally drift off in the direction of that barrier of reefs and the big atoll. I see. They would hardly have had time to reach those reefs or the island, would they, Mal? No, it's a good big swim, even for a husky, accomplished swimmer alone. But even if your man was a good swimmer, he couldn't make it if he was trying to keep a woman afloat at the same time. Well, according to that line of reasoning, if they're still alive, they must be in the water somewhere below us. That's right, Tony. Whenever you're sure there's nothing below us, I'll head over toward the atoll, circle it, and fly back over this area again at a lower altitude. Say, 2,000 feet. I covered this area thoroughly, and there's not a sign of anything. You better start toward the atoll, and if by any chance they have made it, the sound of the motors will attract their attention, and they'll signal us somehow. And while Tony Lowry and his friend Malcolm Durham fly high above the great expanse of ocean, Shanghai Lil, back in Singapore, is also trying to enlist aid in the search for Jungle Jim through an old friend. You may rest assured, Mr. Vril, I am only too happy to do my utmost to find your friend, Jungle Jim. I need not remind you that had it not been for the noble work performed by yourself and the Honorable Jungle Jim in breaking the pirates of the Java Seas, 
this humble shipping merchant would not be doing business. Thank you very much, Mr. Wayne. I have not lost any time in setting the search in motion. I have instructed all my ships sailing east and west on the northern lanes to change their courses and search the southern lane. I have ordered them to keep a sharp lookout and to search carefully every reef, atoll, and island within a 200-mile limit. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Wang. I only hope some clue may turn up. Yes. I haven't been able to sleep since I heard the news. Ah, then you must begin tonight, for I give you my solemn promise that if by some great miracle of the gods Mr. Bradley is alive, my men will find him. They will continue the search until they do. If by some unfortunate circumstance they are dead and their bodies come to the surface or are washed ashore, they shall be found. Thank you again, Mr. Wang. I know I don't have to ask you to keep me informed of any developments. My men are ordered to report the moment they find Mr. Bradley or his unfortunate companion. And failing that, they will report every eight hours until further notice. A copy of their report shall be sent to you immediately. Oh, you are a real friend, Mr. Wang. I feel assured that with your help, I'll get some definite word regarding the fate of Jungle Jim. <laughs> Through the air, over the land, and across the sea, the search for Jungle Jim goes forward. But in the meantime, what happened when Jim, in sight of land, lost Kitty St. John and made his one desperate dive in order to snatch her from the ocean's depths? Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land, like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Jiggs and Maggie, the Little King, the immortal Donald Duck, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over the same station. Be sure to tune in. <laughs>